My name is Birdie and I'm a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. My name is Robert, and I'm an energy worker. That means I'm in tune with the flow of energies that surround us. I'm immersing myself in the paranormal to discover where my path will take me. Welcome to our Spirit Diaries. Hello and welcome to the Spirit Diaries. My name is Birdie and I am a medium. I do quickly want to say because of your listenership and how much support we've received from all of you, we were able to upgrade our audio equipment this season. So hopefully we sound a whole lot better and moving forward, we will have new and better things to give to you all. And I am joined this season by our new co-host who has agreed to stay on the podcast after last season. And I'm here with Robert. Hello, everybody. And do you have any paranormal abilities? What is your what is your deal for new listeners? Since I was young, I've kind of always heard things around me and dreamt about things that either were going to happen or I felt were happening around me in the environment that I was in. Yeah, today you've actually been like ridiculously psychic. It's yeah. been <laughs> kind of weird. It's almost comical too because it'll come out in like the littlest, dumbest ways. Like I'll do something and then... Like I'll make a movement or a reference to something and then like within 30 minutes, something will come up and it'll happen multiple times within the same day. Yeah. And I know a lot of that can be synchronicities. Right. But there's too many in a row to where it's just like and it's random things that you normally wouldn't encounter on a day to day basis. Right. And I never know what is just me joking around and what's actually something that's going to pop up. I think you're pretty psychic. Like I, I, I say this all the time in the podcast. I don't have a very strong sense of psychicness. Right. But your psychic is pretty strong. I'm very much the spirit community side. Definitely. And then my weird energy stuff that I have no idea what it is. <laughs> yeah. So Robert's still developing. He has a lot of energy. I would say you're an energy worker. I wouldn't right. say you're Reiki. No, I wouldn't either. Um, But definitely an energy worker. Yeah. I'm still exploring to kind of figure out what it all is. Yeah. And- what's going on (laughs) so we're not experts i want to make that very clear we are just two people who have grown up in this paranormal world so if you have suggestions on resources for us i would be glad to have that and i've been cultivating some resources on our website myspiritdiaries.com and over there i have a library that i've been building of books that we both like in the paranormal that i feel comfortable recommending and i'm working on adding that and speaking of our website also check us out on social media on twitter at spirit underscore diaries and we also have a youtube channel so any photos that go along with the podcast or any additional things that we have we will show on the youtube version which is pretty cool and excitingly we just hit over a hundred subscribers oh yeah Woo! <laughs> in the big leagues <laughs> oh i know now we can you start bragging and calling ourselves youtubers huh oh i know for sure <laughs> just need to keep bumping that number up 
So I want to say that I've been really hesitant about recording season four. This has been something I've been dreading since I started this podcast. Right. This is where it starts to get real. It does get very real. So, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Going into this story, at this point, even though Robert knows that I can communicate with spirits, we had realistically only talked about it maybe that one time that I told him his house was haunted and I gave him like a mini house reading. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, we never really brought it up again. Like... I would tell him like, ooh, you know, the bathroom's spooky right now. Or I think I just seen somebody in there. But aside from little comments like that, we didn't talk about it outside the context of your house. Right. We never went in depth with anything. No. And I didn't I didn't share a lot with you. At that point, I hadn't told you everything about my life growing up. So all the information from like season one and two that I shared about my story, you had no idea. Not yet, no. So... We were in college at this point in time. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> was it woohoo? No, not at all. <laughs> and I had this grand idea and I came down to Robert's dorm one night and I sort of proposed this idea that we move in together. Which was terrifying in itself because the safety of not having to pay bills or be an adult <laughs> was all fading away once we got to college and terrifying and... Yeah, I think the reality of how much life costed kicked in that first semester of college because we both are, we we were first time college students, so we had no idea how, how much college costed and neither of our parents None helped or paid for college. So once we started dishing out that money ourselves, we were kind of... Terrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I started presenting the idea of course i was like hey i want to move in with my boyfriend but honestly (laughs) i presented it to you as hey this is a great way we can save money and we can go into a business relationship to where we can agree to be roommates for one more year of life right and we were hanging out all together all the time anyways you were in my room i was in your room so it's not like it would be super different yeah so we decided you know what why not let's do it so we started looking for our very first apartment and it was a lot of fun so i was 18 and i was 17 yeah you were so young i can't believe um how young you were and we were looking for a place and we happened to find a place right next to campus it was ridiculously affordable and the weirdest part is it was a luxury apartment right Yeah, and it backed up to like a ginormous nature preserve. So it wasn't like the super loud hustle and bustle of the city around the university. Yeah, it was odd. I don't know. I still don't know how that place existed. It was like this little oasis in the middle of the city. And the best part about it was there was a gate on the apartment complex. So it was super secure. There was fountains when you drove in. And there was a jacuzzi there was multiple pools they had a workout center like this apartment complex was at the top of the line and it was stupidly cheap so we looked at a apartment in there and we seen one it was upgraded it was painted everything was perfect and we decided to lease it Mm -hmm. so they told us you know come back in a month and we'll give you the apartment right and then when we got there Packed up all our things, all 
five pairs of clothes that we had that being children <laughs> you know i don't even think we even had a box i'm pretty sure we both carried in one trash bag and that and was like a it. backpack <laughs> <laughs> that was just full of school books like we didn't really have anything to our name a couple hand-me-downs of furniture that yeah. friends and family had donated yeah um but really we just got there we were ready to go we walked into the leasing office and the manager um grabbed our paperwork just for final signatures mm -hmm. and then kind of looked at us funny and was like we can't lease this apartment it, this apartment it's already leased to someone else and i flipped out because it was highly unusual that we even found a place willing to lease to us because at that point you were a minor yeah i technically wasn't on the apartment yet no so it was only under my name and they were super sketched out that i was only 18 you know, I didn't have any credit or rental history, so it was a blessing that we even got this place in the first place. Right, because they were super worried that because we were dating, maybe we'd break up and no one could afford to pay the rent. And Yeah, who were they to say that? I don't know, but that's literally what they said to I us. Know. They're like, what if you guys break up? Like, okay, <laughs> we're going to probably continue to live there because I don't want to be homeless. <laughs> right, right. So anyways... I was like, okay, what are you going to do? Because we have nowhere to go. College is starting. We can't go home. We have to live here. So they sort of shuffled around a few papers and the ladies kind of gave each other a look. And they were like, oh, we have a unit that's available and nobody has rented yet. Um, will you take it? And we were super wary. But at the same time, it was like, we don't really have an option. You, Your parents were too far from the university. My dad was too far from the university. We had nowhere on campus we could go. So we were like, well, let's see it. What's it look like? Yeah, and they told us that we were not allowed to see the unit or go into the unit. We had to sign the lease and agree to it before we could even move in or look at it, which should have been a red flag. But again, it was our first time renting. So we had no idea. We we seen the other unit we were supposed to move into. So we were like, you know what? If it's anything like that, it's going to be perfect. Let's do it. Right. And they told us that it didn't face the parking lot, which I thought was a plus just because we weren't going to get the headlights through the bedroom window or loud people being obnoxious at all times of the night yeah it was cool it was a perk so it overlooked a lake and it looked into this forest preserve that is like a combination of cypress wetlands and swamps marshes and it was actually a 2500 acre preserve behind our apartment which we didn't know at the time it was that big no i think that's so cool yeah so there was just massive perks to living here so we said yes and we moved in. So the apartment itself was a 1-1. We had a bathroom that would connect our bedroom. And then it also connected to the living room. So it had two doors that were kind of catty quarter next to each other, which was strange. That was so weird. I've never seen a bathroom with two doors. Well, because it was a bedroom door. The bathroom door was right outside the bedroom door. And then the other one was right inside the bedroom door. Right. So there was this little triangle of three doors within the apartment. Right. And the apartment also had no windows. It was a complete cell block. It only had the front door, which was solid. And then in the living room, which was also the kitchen and dining room, it was just one little room, had a sliding glass door that looked at the forest preserve. And then our bedroom had a sliding glass door that looked at the forest preserve. But there was no windows in the entire place. None. So it was really dark and dreary. 
It was not upgraded like the one we seen. It was all white. It had just like old carpets. It just felt kind of dingy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right. But I was still really excited because it was our first place. So we moved in and the first night was kind of weird. You know, instead of being kids and sort of like partying and having fun and really letting loose the first night we lived together... I think we were in bed right as it was getting dark. We didn't really leave the bedroom. We shut all the doors and Mm -hmm. we just kind of stayed awake all night playing Uno. And I know I personally didn't share this at the time, but I was just feeling a little weird, though I couldn't put my finger on why I was feeling weird. I was was just really uncomfortable. So like I normally sleep in just a t-shirt and I was in full pajamas like... I just felt a little weird. Yeah, it was definitely a strange feeling. Like you felt like something was off, but you just couldn't quite put your finger on what it was. I kind of, I know I personally racked it up to just being, you know, jittery. It was the first time we were ever like spending the night together in our own house. Like that was, that was a crazy concept. So I kind of just was like, oh, you know, just first time jitters right we kind of just brushed it off and tried to ignore the weirdness so time went on in the apartment and we were there about a week and there was this adorable puppy that ran by our apartment there was no one outside i went outside and you followed me out And I called the puppy over and I was petting it and looking for an owner, but nobody was there. So you lapped the apartment while I was holding this puppy, just waiting for someone. Nobody came. So we took the puppy into the apartment and we decided we let the office know when they opened because it was a weekend on Monday that we had found the lost dog. And until then we'd hang on to him to make sure he was safe and he wouldn't wander out into traffic or into the preserve and get lost. And we were kind of keeping an eye out through our sliding glass doors because that was the way that he ran. If anyone was walking by kind of looking for him or calling out a name or something, we were trying to be super vigilant because we're going to be home all weekend. So we were just keeping an eye out for everybody. Wanted him to find his home again. And in the meantime, you know, playing with the puppy was great. So this like lady comes up and we kept him on our screened in porch because like I said, we wanted to make sure that his owner would find him again. And this lady came up and started screaming at us that we had stolen her dog and that it was her dog. And we 
stole it. She was causing a ruckus to where like people were coming out of their apartments and looking at us and she was just going haywire. And this was not long after we had found him. It, it had been like maybe an hour or two. I we don't just... think it was more than two hours. No. It, it was definitely just a very short period of time. And I believe at that point in time, we had left our front door open because we were also kind of paying attention to making sure we could hear if anyone was walking around or looking for him. Yeah. So it's like our, our front door was open. We were actively paying attention and listening for anybody or looking for anybody that was looking for him. And she just stormed up out of nowhere. Yeah. So we ended up letting her in our apartment to come pick him up because we we were totally not wanting her to think we were doing anything nefarious. Like we just wanted the puppy to find its home. Anyways, the puppy went on and that night we kind of had a discussion of like, well, maybe we should get a puppy because he was so cute and I just really loved him and it was was just sort of a discussion of like, oh, how fun would it be if we adopted a puppy? Right. But of course that went nowhere because we couldn't afford a puppy. (laughs) (laughs) We couldn't afford the the puppy or pet rent or whatever. It was like an extra several hundred dollars fee that we just didn't have. Yeah, but I mean, that just sort of sparked this like really fun, like playful, like, oh, one day we can have puppy children. So (laughs) that was neat. And as a little bit of time went on, I started seeing a spirit dog in our apartment and I did not tell you because at this point I was really afraid of my mediumship I was uncomfortable with it I know I had kind of opened up to you about it but overall I was just nervous about talking about spirit stuff and I didn't think this was anything worthy of telling you about It used to sit between our closet, which was a walk-in closet, and your side of the bed that you slept on. Right. Comforting. (laughs) And it would just sit there and stare out the door towards the hallway. And that was a little unsettling. So most spirits that I had encountered, like, moved like people. Right. And this dog just sat and stared. And there was something about it that was unnerving with its eyes. I don't know if I said this yet, but it was a beagle. Very cute dog. Definitely on the puppy side. So a younger dog. And just something was off about its eyes. And I can't even tell you or explain what was wrong. It just felt a little strange and the first time I seen the puppy I was like oh cute a puppy okay anyways but as time went on and I kept seeing this dog there I got more and more wigged out by the dog just because it was unnaturally still unnaturally off there it was just it was wrong there was something wrong right and at the same time we started feeling even more uncomfortable because we had a lot of people starting to walk by the apartment and there was only two apartments back there ours and our upstairs neighbor and then a giant grass space which had to be like 50 feet yeah and then two other apartments um a person and their upstairs neighbor so people walking back there didn't really make sense and to add to the weirdness a lot of them would stop in front of our 
sliding glass doors in our living room and just try to stare into our apartment. It was unsettling. And this wasn't just like one person. This was everyone who walked by. People would like walk by with their dogs or whatever. And there wasn't a sidewalk there, which was weird because there were sidewalks around the whole complex. But they would walk by and then without a doubt, all of them would stop and just almost like (laughs) trans-like turn at our apartment and just look in for a second and then continue walking. And it started really pissing me off. Right. Because they do that like squinty thing when you're trying to see into like a dark space because... They couldn't really see into our apartment, but they were like really straining to see into our apartment. It just really was unsettling. And I actually thought the lady who thought we stole her dog was like telling people we were crazy or something. I started getting a little bit paranoid and I'm like, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I don't like it. And we bought these um, bamboo wall things that we put up on the screens to try and prevent people from looking in because it was happening so much and it was only our apartment because we were talking about it and we're like oh you know maybe people are just being nosy they're looking into other apartments so when we weren't in our apartment we started watching and seeing like oh when people walk by is this a thing do they just stop in front of people's apartments and look in and they never ever did it was always our apartment even when we weren't home right they would like stop and look right it was weird. And they, they never thought we seen them or it was almost like they didn't care that we seen them because, I mean, I made eye contact with many people because, I mean, it was into our living room <laughs> and I would look back and like acknowledge them by like waving or something. And then I would get like a funny or a dirty look from them and they like, keep walking like, hey, you're looking into my apartment. <laughs> like, yeah. why am I the weirdo in this situation? <laughs> it was weird. So at after that point as well, um, I hadn't told Bertie yet, but I started to hear things in the apartment. And at that point, we had one television. Mm-hmm. It was in our bedroom. It was the television that I had brought from home, very yeah. old. Um, and I had my gaming console hooked up to it. So I would lay in there and play video games on the bed while... Um, you would be out in the living room at our desk doing homework or working on your laptop or something. Mm -hmm. And I recall one time I was playing and I remembered hearing my name be called and it sounded like you called my name. That still bothers me to this day. Yeah. And I remember responding because I remember you calling my name and going, yeah, what's up? And you going, what what (laughs) and i was like you called me what do you need and i remember you going i didn't say anything like i i've been out here quietly studying yeah i remember that i i thought you had heard something on your game or maybe you heard something outside and what was really unnerving about it for me is you were like no you said my name and it was your voice like you were adamant about that because i was like oh somebody outside being like oh hey babe or something and i was like it's just it wasn't me and you're like no it said robert and And it was was you yeah exactly (laughs) and i was playing like a first person shooter or something that i didn't care if i could hear it or not so i always shut the volume off on those so it wasn't even like i had headphones in or there was noise coming from like someone else's mic and game or something i always mute the tv and was just playing and when I heard your voice say my name, I didn't think anything of it because I was like, yeah, what's up? Like, what do you need? So we kind of brushed that whole situation off and just kept 
moving on with our lives. And luckily for me, I did stop seeing the dog, but even worse was I started seeing these like little shadows dart around the house. And I had never really experienced um, shadow children. I had seen child spirits. I had seen a shadow spirit, but I hadn't seen shadow children. The only experience with a shadow I ever had was my friend's dad, who did not have a very clear form. And I talked about that um, in season one or two of the podcast. And... These these were weird. They I call I thought they were like twins, and I sort of found it comforting because I used to see these little what I called the twins uh, spirits when I was a kid that I used to play with. So part of me thought, oh, you know, maybe it's the twins. Maybe they came with me, and they're just checking up on me in the apartment. Like we used to play together outside and <laughs> swing together, and I really did like those spirits. They were they were sweet. Like thinking back, it's kind of creepy that I had such a good relationship with spirits Um, but honestly it wasn't anything to be afraid of they were they were just children so when I started seeing these little dark shadows dart through the house they were only about you know three and a half feet tall they were to three feet tall they were they were small um I I kind of didn't think too much of it. It did bother me because they were always really fast. So it was always like darting from like the bathroom to we had this like closet underneath the stairs they would dart to or from the kitchen into our room or from our room into somewhere else. They never were still and they were shadows. So they did not have any clear defining features. Uh, The only reason I thought they were children was because they were short and they... Uh, ran around and I started noticing while I seen these two little spirits darting around I also started noticing like lights would be on in a room when I know I shut them off or a cabinet would be open that I know I shut especially the bathroom doors because there was that like little triangle of three doors from our bedroom the bedroom to the bathroom and the bathroom to the living room all right there we typically always cut them, kept them shut because if we opened them all up, it created this weird little blockage. Of doors. <laughs> yeah. So we typically kept them shut or we only used the one door to the bathroom and they were always, the wrong ones were open, the lights were on, th- things just were getting misplaced and up until that point, I had never experienced the spirit actually physically interacting with my environment. It was always on a very spiritual uh, psychic level, I guess you could say. It was never physical. I, I never had a physical contact with the spirit. Right. You know, I've never touched them. They've never moved anything. We have never interacted in each other's environments. Mm-hmm. So this was super unnerving to me. And you also were noticing things were like misplaced right yeah i had a lot of things where i would i'm super meticulous with where i put my things and hyper organized i remember where i've put everything and i remember where you've put everything yeah i know thank you (laughs) so because i know you're gonna ask me so i always make sure to like mental note um and things were just not where they should be and i know that it was something that you would not have ever touched um of mine or it would be like my phone or uh, my car keys or uh, game console 
like controller or just something random where it's like, I know you wouldn't have really like moved into a really random place yeah. on the other side of the apartment. And I was hyper aware about not touching your stuff, especially since we were so new with right. living together. I was very much trying to mind my own space Same. and I definitely never touched anything of yours right nor would i ever i mean even to this day i feel like i really don't move your stuff around uh, i think we're pretty good about leaving each other's stuff where it should be yeah or if we move it we let each other know like hey i put your phone over here yeah. just because it's in the way or gonna get hurt damaged or something if i leave it type of thing so all these experiences really started bothering me i was getting more and more uncomfortable with the things i was experiencing and I decided it was time that I sit you down <laughs> and I re-come out of the closet as a medium and sort of confess that I think we're living in a haunted apartment. Yep. And I wasn't shocked when you started talking to me about it because I had had my own things happening that I hadn't told you about. So we will pick back up on how that conversation went over in the next episode and i just want to thank you all for listening to the spirit diaries mm-hmm.